Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is normally the weekend where we would be amped up, fired up, ready to go. Yes, the intellectual savior of the wrestling masses is here, and he is donning the shirt and tie, as is customary for the Wrestling with Egos of WrestleMania preview spectacular. But something wicked this way comes, something most foul is hanging in the air, and that something most foul is the stench. I guys, I'm 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 sorry. I I I had steak and eggs for breakfast this morning. My bad. That's not the stench oh. I'm talking about. My bad. <laughs> it's the stench of WWE once again thinking that gosh darn it, we're the only game in town. Bullcrap. And it doesn't matter what we do, how we do it. You all are just going to roll on out there and watch our product. Never mind the fact that there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on and a whole bunch of other options out there should our product stink to high heaven. And maybe that's that foul odor that's hanging in the air. But be that as it may, we're going to break it all down. Welcome to Wrestling with Egos. This is, as aforementioned, the WrestleMania preview spectacular. I am joined by the big Don of Wrestling with Egos. Isaac, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Ready to go. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. And I'm joined by the Reverend of the Rant, the pastor of Pissed Off, Patrick. Looking extra salty today in your Up, Up, Down, Down t-shirt. More salty than a bag of chips from Chipotle. Here we go, boys and girls. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, however it is that you join us week to week, whether it's YouTube, Anchor Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Apple, all of the ways you can do it. Please subscribe. Please give us a like. Give us a five-star review. The drive for 500 continues. Uh, Spread the word. Uh, We thank you for making us a small part or maybe even a major part of your WrestleMania weekend shenanigans. And Shenanigans or shenaniganery? Either one. Hey, hey, you keep dropping sizzin on this stinking show. I get to drop shenaniganery. So, well, that's fine. I love I, I love you know being hip. You know all the kids are out there saying sizzling and stuff like that. But gentlemen, I think we should start off with the bombshell that was dropped on Stephen A. Smith's show, uh, Stephen A.'s World, this afternoon on ESPN. Um, a story that I kind of knew about, but had lost touch with because he wasn't being very out there about his condition. Triple H uh, announced that he is officially retired from in-ring competition due to uh, heart complications. And I did not realize the severity of these heart complications. Uh, But we're going to break that down to start off with really quick. Uh, Patrick, I'll begin with you. Your first reactions when you heard about it and anything you want to say specifically about Triple H's immutable legacy in this sport that we love um i knew when we found out back in september that he had a heart issue that's all we knew at the time a cardiac a cardiac issue um i pretty much was like okay yeah that's a wrap you know paul levesque is done in the ring I did not realize until, holy crap, St. Peter's just beat Purdue. Yep. I I just saw that, too. That's kind of why I raised my eyebrows. 
I watch, uh, I, I record uh, our show on my iPhone, and I just literally got the ESPN banner. Son of a gun. Anyway, moving right along. Still alive with my bracket. Let's go St. Peter's. Just kidding. I didn't have that winning jack. March Madness in full effect. I don't think there is there a one seed standing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, a- Kansas. Yeah, Kansas is alive. Okay. Because wow. quick segue, my two brackets in my school pool. I have Kansas winning one of them, and I have Duke winning the other one. I'm, I got a really good shot at being in the money based on Gonzaga falling last night. So I, I don't have. A but we digress. Prayer in hell, moving right along. Um, I didn't, not knowing what all had happened until today, when we find out that. Triple H almost died. <laughs> like, yeah. like he went into full-blown medical detail, and um, I had Nurse Rant Mode on translate for me into layman's terms. Um, two words, holy shit. Um, like, it was, you know, we were almost down two members of the clique going into WrestleMania. Uh, and that, that to me, made it even more, like, jarring because, wow, you know, you were this close to, you know, you know, th- this close to being gone, um, which makes what's happening with NXT that much more freaking depressing. <laughs> um uh, but that's a different story for a different time. But as far as his legacy is concerned, I th- I think you have to look at his legacy from two different points of view. Number one, as an in-ring performer, um, lo- love him or hate him, um, hate him because you think that he used his relationship with the boss's daughter to elevate himself, which he may or may not have done. I don't know. And honestly, I don't care either. Um, inside the ring, he's one of those pillars of the atti- of the later years of the Attitude Era. Austin and Rock, yeah. But Triple H, damn sure. Uh, and for the longest time, he was the best heel in the entire business. Um, so you have that to look at. You have DX to look at. You have... 14-time world champion, I think, to look at. Um, Regardless, one of the best heels in the history of wrestling. I think when, if I'm not mistaken, didn't we have him in the, toward the end of the bracket of our greatest heels of all time? Didn't it come down to him and him and Edge? Yes. I, 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 as I recall, Doc and somebody. It was. It was. The I, I, I don't have the notes in front of you, but Doc and somebody had Triple H, and maybe you and Isaac had, or maybe you and I had Edge. Yeah. And then we had to go to a tiebreaker. Right, uh, and I think I think we had Edge. Yes. But regardless, one of the greatest heels of all time. Um, and then you have his behind-the-scenes legacy to look at. And even though his legacy has been a smoldering wreckage in the ocean, 
for the better part of the last six months, Triple H created NXT. Uh, let's be honest, without, you know, I, I hate the fact that I go back to this week after week after week, but the grand timeline of wrestling, NXT, the creation of NXT being one of those pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moments. Because without NXT, we don't get Reigns, Rollins, the artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose. We don't get uh, we don't get Bobby Roode. We don't get Champ. That's what I'm doing. Bay- I'm doing oh, Balor. Balor, yeah. Yeah. And actually, all three of them did that, didn't they? Bailey did it. Finn Balor did it, and Bobby Roode. Yeah, we don't get Nakamura. We don't get Aleister Black. We don't. We don't get Champa Gargano. We don't I mean Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Exactly. Um, and look at how many of those guys are either kicking ass in WWE right now or kicking ass in AEW. Um, so especially like the early years of NXT, that was equally as important to wrestling as the Attitude Era. And Triple H, that was, I remember reading somewhere, I can't remember who who it was, it might have been an old writer, might have been Freddie Prince Jr., for all I know, um, that the initial concept of it was called Project H. Right. Because this was simply Triple Triple H's pipe dream. Um, which proves, even though he's in a family and in a business of sports entertainment, Paul Levesque still was was always a pro wrestler. Which, hell yeah. Um, but Isaac, down in there. Ah, uh, I think a lot of things about Triple H. I think that you know, I think of him as an in-ring performer. That's great. Um, I think of him behind the scenes when he comes to NXT. Um. And at the same time, you know, even though he's linked to, to Stephanie, he's also linked to China. Um, and most of the stuff that's happened with him, with, you know, with the in-ring performance, you know, he did a lot of things for himself. He did a lot of things for other people. He also buried some people at the same time. I'm not saying that it's good, bad, or indifferent. We all don't know everything behind the scenes. Um, but I would be, I'll be wrong to sit here and not bring her name up because she got buried and she got punked out because, because of the situation that Triple H and Stephanie had, and then they left her to, left her out the cold. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it is what it is. Um, his legacy as being one of the greatest heels is is already been noted and stamped on. Um, and him being able to work with anyone that he wanted to work with and make them a better performer. Um, and even with those he didn't want to work with. Um, at certain times I kept saying that he was holding some people back. I could be wrong, but we could say the same thing for a lot of people. One person we could say that for was Austin. Um, but Triple H. To be, is, uh, 
be completely honest, I I I, I got to stop you on on that one because the simple fact of Triple H held people down. Name one major star in wrestling history that didn't hold someone down. Hogan did it. Flair did it. Savage did it. Hogan continued to do it. Rock did it. Austin did it. Triple H did it. Cody did it. I mean, Triple H is not exclusive to that. But, and I've seen it a lot on Twitter. He's getting vilified for it. Everybody else did it too. And it's just the simple fact that he's on the tip of everybody's tongue right now because he's in the news. So everybody brings up the golden shovel crap and all that other stuff. I, I, you know, it's not lost to me that we call this show wrestling with egos. You know, ego is a driving force behind pro wrestling. Everybody finds their spot and they want to hang on to it at all costs. And, you know, sometimes that comes at the expense of other performers because not everybody knows how to run a, run a promotion where everybody gets their just due and everybody gets time to shine. For me, you know, after reading the story today, it, it, it dawns on me, I called Undertaker the measuring stick and the conscience a couple of weeks ago when we talked about him possibly being the only person to go into the Hall of Fame this year, which won't be the case, but that's fine. Um, eh. Triple H is another one of those people that's kind of always been there as I've fallen back in love with pro wrestling. He's the guy that was always, you know, had his, was always getting the pins on my, my people, you know, whether it was the rock or whether it was edge or whether it was Jericho or whether it was whoever, it seemed like triple H was always there as gatekeeper, you know, or another kind of a measuring stick. Um, But also, I mean, just his mind for the business, you know, the, the legacy of NXT that Patrick spent a couple minutes earlier running down is, you know, you, you can't argue with that. You can't argue about the way that him and the people that he picked to help run NXT, the way that they were positioned for success down the road. So, you know, the bottom line is I, I, I want him to be healthy. I want him to be around for his family. I want him to be able to continue contributing behind the scenes in whatever way it's possible. And I wonder if some of this wasn't stress-related. You know, if, if maybe this was, he was just driving himself to exhaustion, trying to run NXT, and then maybe, you know, reactionary to watching his people, you know, his friends leave people like Adam Cole and, you know, stuff like that. I wonder how much of this is, can be contributed to that, but we'll, I guess we'll never know. Bottom line, let's go ahead and call it what it is. Vince, Bruce, and Nick Khan tried to kill him. <laughs> you know, yeah. To, yeah, to try and put a, 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 a more cheeky spin on it, they, they tried to kill him. You know, it's confirmed. Triple H is now to be all elite. You heard it here, right? You heard it for here first on Wrestling with Egos. Yeah, that would never happen. That that's about as that is that's about as likely as us having a Gonzaga versus Auburn national championship game this year. Exactly. Um, one thing, one other thing I wanted to point out in terms of 
people we almost lost. Did you? We talked last week about Big E's neck injury. Did you guys see his Twitter update from his, when uh, when he went into detail about what his doctor said about his fracture of C1? He almost he he barely missed stroke paralysis death. It just it just underscores this dance that is professional wrestling and how you got to be on your game. You, I, I keep thinking about Jericho's first book that he wrote, how he talked about, I think it was by the time he got to like 2002 or 2003, before he went to Vince and said, look, I need some time off because I'm not working safe right now. You know, his mom had just, his mom was either sick or, or she had already passed away by this point. I think she was already gone. And so he said, I went to Vince and I just sat down and I said, look, here's what I'm going through. I need some time. I've never asked for time before, you know, and it's, it's, it's instructive because everybody has to be tuned in. Everybody has to be 100% in lockstep about what they're doing and, you know, because accidents happen and sometimes they're severe and sometimes, you know, but, but, but for the grace of God, you know, Big E is, is, is still with us and he was. <laughs> yeah, and we hope and we hope he made a full recovery. Let's be a little selfish. We wouldn't we definitely wouldn't mind him returning to the ring. Uh we now have two thirds of the new day back on TV, apparently, because King Woods uh, made his return, his royal return to the ring tonight. Yay! Um, but let's go ahead and kind of get off the injury and people almost dying thing and talk about some stuff that we you know might get the blood pumping a little bit more before we get into WrestleMania. There's been this thing going around social media uh, over the last couple of weeks that really caught my attention. And it's, you know, post your one controversial wrestling take that you know is going to piss somebody off. And I posed this question to the guys earlier uh, earlier tonight in our pre-show walkthrough. And I think it's, uh, I think it's about that time to start kind of talking about some controversial wrestling takes and you know what? Maybe these takes will get you guys fired up and maybe you'll want to engage with us and call us idiots and, you know, have a, a heated debate, if you will. And that's where you can reach us. You can tweet the show at Wrestling X Egos. I'm at Rant Mode On. Brian's at B Krigo 15. Isaac's at Ivy Fourth. Um, hit us up because this is going to be fun. So, gentlemen, I asked the question, who wants to go first? Ooh, B wants to go first. All righty, this ought to be good. Controversial hey. wrestling debate, number one. Hey, guys. Hey, hey guys. I think, I think Cody Rhodes is going to be the first superstar ever to work for both WWE and AEW at the same time because he's a visionary. And I think he can do it. And I think he can do great things for both companies, man. Who's with me? Look at everybody lining up right behind me. Are so, you are you serious in that? Sure. 
Ladies you said and gentlemen, controversial. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have to a drug test after this is over because apparently somebody is smoking some stuff or doing something else that we don't know about right now. I don't I'm know what just, you're talking I'm about. Just putting it out there because I mean, you hey, asked for a real controversial take. Hey Isaac. You know, not without going into details, we do know that there are reasons for lack of sleep going on in the Kriego household right now. So, I mean, I mean, so it, instead of a drug test, this might just be the fact that Brian just simply needs a nap. And I, you know, maybe, maybe when Brian's tired, Brian just kind of just starts talking, doing his best Patrick impression and talking out of his ass. I don't know. You know, when I'm tired, I'm cranky. So, hey, who knows? True. Or he's just crazy. No, well, I, I remember. <laughs> I, I, I remember. I remember. I remember when I lost my mind. Yes. Totally. So are you going to just sit there and denigrate me or are you going to react to my take? Oh, I'm, not, I'm totally going to re- re- react to your take. If that, were, if, if that actually happened, holy crap, that'd be groundbreaking. My God in heaven. Uh, I think it's far fetched, but my God, if that if that happened, wrestling wrestling social media wrestling Twitter would melt, and it would be the most glorious thing ever. Because guess what? Everybody'd be pissed off on both sides. I gotta be honest. Before we get into Isaac's take, several weeks ago when we talked about Cody leaving AEW, I had a lot of harsh things to say. Not and really kind of seeing how things have played out. I honestly, last night at work, contemplated taking the entire episode down because I don't agree with anything that I said now. I'm officially retracting everything that I said that night. Keep it up. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, Isaac, you got one or should I go ahead and... Because I'm, I've, I've got several. You go, and then I'm thinking of something in the back of my mind, but please go ahead. Well, I'll go ahead and just kind of do an easier one to begin with. And if I need to do more, I'll do more. 90% of the entrance themes from AEW that are not already pre-made music, like Cult of Personality and Tarzan Boy and stuff like that, of AEW's theme music sucks ass. It is a six-pack of hot ass. You know, I've never paid attention to them that much. I think I'll have to... I'm not done with Dynamite this week yet. It's bad. They they same. And there's a lot of them that sound crappy. And the sad part is the ones that sound crappy that sound gets reused over and over and over uh i mean don't get me wrong there are some that are really really badass i mean thunder rosa's theme is really good um um trying to think there was a there was a couple other ones that i thought like okay yo those are really really awesome but most of them huh Adam oh, Cole. oh my God, Adam Coles is amazing. It might be one of the best themes out there now. But like, I and, and I started getting this take after Keith Lee debuted because as much as I love Keith Lee, 
His entrance theme is ass. His entrance theme is god awful. And I'm like, wait a minute, you had two that for two during your WWE run. The second one, what you know, wasn't bad, but the first one was freaking nasty. Second one was horrible. Let's just be honest. It was better. It's better than the one he's got now. Yeah. I'm going to have to, like I said, I'm not done with Dynamite yet from this week. I've still got a couple more matches to watch. I'll have to go back to the beginning and actually like key in on the entrance music. Like the Young, Bu- the young Bucks is, uh, is okay. Uh, apparently Hangman's is actually some, somebody actually did Hangman's. That's not like necessarily a you know, an AEW exclusive thing. So Hangman don't even count anymore. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Isaac, anything? I don't have anything right now. All right, well, I'll go ahead and throw one more out there. Subtract the top 1% and AEW's women's division is god-awful. That's still not controversial, I don't think. I mean, that that's... Because we've that's been talking facts. about that for a while. This is... You know, this, that's facts. This, what they need to do there is they need to take the, the, the reins off of Serena Deeb and just let her... God, yes. You know, because it seems like every two or three weeks she gets on TV. Yeah. And I can't imagine she's okay with that. You know? Right. Um... But I still think that that women's division is kind of stuck in neutral. Right. Um, I got I, I got one more. I got I, I got one more, and here here we go. And I and I I promise I'm not an AEW hater, but I've just ever since you guys did the episode where it's like you know we're gonna say nice things about WWE, I've kind of looked at the opposite. Like okay, let's look at the things in AEW that really suck. Um, and so here's the other one. There is no one on AEW's creative team that knows how to tell a story. Period. Plain and simple. Their storytelling is below shit grade. I mean, they have fumbled every good story that they've had. They fumbled it in some way, shape, or form. Exhibit A, Hangman. How do you ha- no? Don't get me wrong. It is really hard to keep momentum with a babyface champion after you have that kind of a build. Look at Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever from WrestleMania 30. It is really freaking hard. But you. Completely- now let me ask you a question about that. All right. When you say storytelling, are you talking about just on Dynamite? I'm talking about AEW. Okay. W across the board. They're creating- I would argue that a lot of the stories get spun forward on being the elite. Oh, God, don't get me started on BTE. And I'm not saying that everything they're doing, but that's where a lot of the hangman stuff that's where a lot of that story is being told. It doesn't happen on, on Dynamite. And, and honestly, no, it's not being told on BTE. 
being the elite is a little sideshow sketch comedy thing that doesn't make any freaking sense anymore. BTE, here's my biggest one. Ever since Brody Lee died, BTE sucks balls. It is stupid. It's, I mean, it is dumber than the dumbest episode of Beavis and Butthead. It's not funny. At least Beavis and Butthead, in its absolute worst, still could make you chuckle. Maybe not Brian, because Brian's smarter than that. <laughs> but BTE is not entertaining at all. Well, that's where I'll, I'll have to disagree with you on that, because... And you it, know the person who's driving the Adam Page story forward right now is Alex Reynolds. Right, and guess Alex what? Alex Reynolds is the one who is taking it the worst that Hangman has no time for the Dark Order anymore. Okay, well, here's the thing. Play that out on TV, not on a stupid YouTube show. I mean... Understood. That's why I asked for the clarification. You're talking about the totality of AEW television, or are you just talking about Dynamite? Now, I'm not saying that I sit here every week and watch Elevation and Dark and all that other stuff, because you shouldn't have to watch all, you know, you know, 16 shows to piece together a story. But... I agree. Isaac, you got anything, or should we move on? Okay, my take right now is um, the young... Olympic champion Gabe Stevenson, who just won the Olympic gold medal and signed with WWE. It just won his second NCAA, NCAA heavyweight championship. Phenomenal athlete. Yes. Who, who is going to be coming probably sooner rather than later. And I don't know how, I don't know if he's ready to come and take the belt off Roman. Um, or if they even have that in the back of their minds. Oh, God, they better not. But my take is they're going to push him too too hard, too fast, and it's not going to work. And I think with someone like that and that type of premier talent and athlete that we hope that, you know, he has a career such as a Kurt Angle. And can do some of the things he can do. But I got a feeling instead of letting him sit and marinate to get to that level that he needs to be at, they're going to push him out way too soon. And I, I'm, I'm sorry? I, I'll, go ahead, finish. And I really think that they, I'm really hoping and praying that this is something they do not do. I don't think they will because I think they see what kind of a talent he, what kind of an athlete he is, and truth be told, this is a guy who has, you know, the amateur wrestling pedigree of a Kurt Angle. The only difference between Kurt Angle and Gable Steveson is that Gable Steveson in college loves professional wrestling. Kurt Angle did not give two shits about it. They're not going to rush this one. And if they do, 
There's a, if they do, there is a <coughs> they and I have two words for you. Braun Breaker. There's a reason they're pushing Braun Breaker to the moon already, and that's because he is the goods. If Gable Stevens, Stevenson gets to the PC and starts doing Braun Breaker type shit, we will see his ass. We will see his ass by the end of the year. But I do not think they're going to rush this one because with that pedigree, this one has to be right. There's only one thing you can do with an Olympic gold medalist going into WWE. Only one thing you can do. And anything less than that is a massive failure. It's like Super Bowl or bust kind of deal. They're not. This is this is this is the one infallible thing that WWE will have. This will not bomb. No way, no chance, no how. This will not bomb. Anybody else got anything or is it time to get on to the the weekend of weekends? <laughs> time to get down to the weekend of weekends. And what an indictment it is, ladies and gentlemen, that we are 30 some odd minutes into the WrestleMania preview episode of Wrestling with Egos. And we're just now starting to talk about WrestleMania. Yeah. So and here's why. Show of hands, gentlemen. On a scale of one to ten, if your excitement for WrestleMania is above a six, raise your hand. For those of you that are, for the, for those of you that are just listening and not watching us on the YouTubes, Brian has five, six and a half fingers up. He's got one full hand, a thumb extended on the other, and his index finger is curled in. Isaac and I, Isaac has his hands out of frame and I'm just talking with my hands because that's what I do. Um, Brian doesn't want to get his WWE fan card revoked. So that's why he put this, put some fingers up in the first place. But I will allow. If I didn't want to get my WWE card revoked, I wouldn't be wearing a rod, raise hell, leave. Just saying. First off, if I want, if I didn't want to get my WWE card revoked, first off, they ain't gonna take it from me because you know why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm the freaking ace, so whatever. Um, you know, I'm That's coming for me. I ain't worried about that, them. That is, that is coming for me. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm just a cog in the machine, Bubba. Anyway, moving right along. Um, there are some good matches on this card. And there are some bad ideas on this card and we are going to talk about them but before we get into that let's talk about the competition because as everybody else does hey if wrestlemania is going to be in town we're going to go to that town and we're going to put on a show too ring of honor does it i'm surprised aew isn't somewhere in dallas to do rampage um which then again some aew people might show up at supercard of honor uh, New Japan is doing a card, and there are a couple of matches on these particular cards that very much have my interest, and I don't know if you guys are aware of them. I definitely want to talk about them. 
please impart your wisdom. Well, Supercard of Honor, uh, as of right now, it's only got five different uh, matches on the card. You got Josh Woods defending the pure the ROH Pure Championship against Wheeler Yuta. You've got Jay Lethal and Lee Moriarty. Yes, please. Um, you've got Alex Zane and Swerve. Uh, in the main event, winner takes all to determine the undisputed Ring of Honor champion. You got Bandito defend Bandito versus the not only Ring of Honor champion but the new Progress World Champion Jonathan Gresham. Think about this: Jonathan Gresham is a champion for a company owned by AEW and a champion of a company that is massively endorsed by WWE. Ladies and gentlemen, you know John- I'm going to make a fearless prediction about that match. Okay. Based on the 2021 that Bandito had, it wouldn't shock me at all if he won. I wouldn't, me neither. I mean, Bandito, I, I'm, I'm kind of visualizing the, the, the star ratings. We were breaking on our match of the year candidates and stuff like that. Bandito was all over the top 50. Bandito's a hell of a – is entertaining as hell. Don't get me wrong. I love Jonathan Gresham. He is one of the best pure wrestlers on the freaking planet. I love him. Um, but that's, that's going to be a great match. But I skipped one. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Holy crap. Them boys. The Briscoes versus FTR. Let me just sit here and say it right now. Holy shit. I got seven words for you. Shut up and take my money now. (laughs) Chris Pratt meme. Yeah, um, this match is, if you are a fan of tag team wrestling, this is one of those, yeah, me too, this is one of those matches that's on, that's on your dream. Hey, hey, you in the back, you're a fan of tag team wrestling, get your hands up. What's wrong with you people? And especially tag for, team wrestling. Especially for me being a massive FTR fan. FTR and Briscoes, damn. I am as excited about this as I was FTR in the Bucks. Uh, this is going to be amazing. And I'm honestly thinking about order, ordering Supercard of Honor just for this. Uh, this could be absolutely bonkers. Um, just, okay, the rest of the card in and of itself. Cool. Let me ask you guys a question, though. Regardless of what happens at any point in the next 45 days, do we see the brisket goes on dynamite? It wouldn't yes. surprise me at all. We do. I don't know if they're going to be there full time or not, but. No, I honestly think I, I think they will. They, they are so deeply entrenched in the name Ring of Honor. It wouldn't surprise me, even though, even if uh, the plan is to use ROH as developmental, um, 
it wouldn't surprise but me. Bring him in for a special attraction every once in a while. I mean, I'm already thinking now. Give me Briscoes and Red Dragon. Let's go. Oh, my God. Give me Briscoes and Red Dragon. Give me Briscoes and the Bucks. Give me Briscoes. Oh, my God. Give me Briscoes and the newly christened Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. <laughs> Best of seven. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Settled the old Navy way. First got to die loses. <laughs> Pretty much. There's a line from Hot Shots Part D. Um, Part D. Part D. Um, yes or no, before we move on to other stuff. Yes or no. Does this outdo FTR in the Bucks? That's a big ask. Um, I have I, I have an answer, and it goes it goes both ways. In terms of showmanship, not even close. In terms of brutality, good God, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah this is going to make anything any brutality that the Bucks have been a part of in any of their steel cage matches or anything like that. It's going to make it look like an episode of Romper Room. Just break out Miss Molly. I see cash and I see Dax. <laughs> and I see blood. And I see it wouldn't blood. surprise and me I see if, blood. if it's a match of the year candidate. I'll put it that way. Oh, I'm uh I'm, Easy. I'm, I'm, Easy. I'm prepped to ink this thing in. Um there's a now on the other side of town in Dallas, um, there's a new Japan show going on. And there's not a whole lot of really great names on this. Um, so far, uh, you've got, it looks like the main event is Ren Narita versus Rocky Romero, which that'll be cool. Um, you've got, um, let's see, Jay White, Jay White versus Speedball Mike Bailey. That'll be cool. Um, but you've got Minoru Suzuki. Versus Killer Cross. Big meaty men slapping meat. First guy to die loses. Yeah. <laughs> um, I heard about that. That was like announced like two weeks ago or some of that night. It, it slipped my mind to even bring it up. But I, I was waiting for tonight to be able to talk about that. Oh, my God. And here's the sad thing. I'm looking on New Japan's website right now. They're only giving this a 20-minute time limit. <laughs> they're dummies if they're giving it only a 20-minute time limit. Give this damn thing 45 minutes and just be like, you know what? Falls count anywhere. <laughs> Falls count anywhere in the central time zone. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, to, needless to say, there are a lot of promotions that are bringing their freaking A game going into... Uh, WrestleMania weekend. You know, you've got New Japan. You've got Ring of Honor. Probably a little bit of AEW mixed in there. You know. And then uh, you got World Wrestling Retread Entertainment. Yeah. Isaac, wasn't there something you were going to ask me? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Um, When are we going to talk about Stand and Deliver? <laughs> How about no, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not going to talk about NXT two-point blow. Um, and here's why. Number one, it sucks ass. Number two, your reigning, defending NXT champion 
is a guy that you had such little faith in that his combined three world title reigns in WWE lasted less than 30 days. Dolph, the most overrated wrestler on God's green earth, Ziggler. A guy who wants to be known as a Cleveland guy, even, you know, going to Kent State and going to St. Edwards High School and moved his ass to Florida and is billed from Florida. Um, he's hanging on the Mrs. Coattails. There's nothing genuine about Dolph Ziggler. He is a, he is a Big Lots version of Shawn Michaels. You can find you can find Dolph Dolph Ziggler in the Gabriel Brothers section of in the Shawn Michaels section at Gabriel Brothers. I mean, at you know at your local your local thrift store. Um, I have said it before. I will say it again, and I will continue to say it until I am until my dying days. Dolph Ziggler sucks. In a related news item, we're excited in a couple weeks to welcome a special guest on Wrestling with Egos, Dolph Ziggler. Not really. <laughs> I will tell him straight to, your, straight to his face, I find you boring. I find you as boring as the Bella Twins. I. Okay, before we burn any more bridges. Um, <laughs> there, there is no bridge there. There's no bridge there. And this is not a... <laughs> Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, it, Dolph Ziggler, a Dolph Ziggler match is a wannabe Young Bucks match. It's a wannabe Shawn Michaels match. It's it's as entertaining and as enthralling as a fifteen minute long promo by the Great Khali. I love saying that and watching both of your faces. I hope you and I hope you listeners. As you Why hear, are you kicking him? Hey, He's already dead. You're uh, say what? Why are you kicking him? He's already dead. No, I'm not. No, he's not. He's very much alive. He has the NXT Championship. You know they tried to kill Triple H, not him. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I think it's it's. I think it's that time to you know yes. segue. But one thing, one thing that is cool that they are going to do on Friday night immediately back down is we do have the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, we have three inductees and the Warrior Award winner, which was uh, which was announced today. Let's get that one out of the way first because that one's cool. Uh, they are go- they are posthumously going to uh, uh, give the give the Warrior Award to Shad Gaspard, who we lost two years ago. I believe we actually talked about it on in, in the early early stages of this show uh, when Shad dove into the Pacific to try and save his son. Managed to save his son, but he was swept out in the tide and found days later. Um, Shad is one of those, you know, and you hear stories about him. You read stories about him all the time. One of, like, the legit good dudes in the history of wrestling. Um, People are complaining that this didn't happen sooner. My response is it didn't happen sooner because of COVID. I thought, I honestly think it would have happened last year. Had we not had, had had we not had a 
watered down Hall of Fame with no audience because of COVID. They were waiting to do this because we have a crowd, much like they were waiting to do this, waiting to do the headliner this year because there was no crowd last year. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, I do have one question. Are you guys okay with Charmel going in the Hall of Fame? Fine. I'm going to let you take this first. I got some things to say. Good. You know, I don't... And this is going to be my ignorance showing through again. I don't know enough about her. And I hope this doesn't come across as tone deaf. And if it does, I apologize. Um, I don't feel like I know enough about her. I know that... Because... She's Booker T's husband, yes? Yeah, she is Booker T's husband. (laughs) I'm trying... Oh, boy. Yeah, okay, go ahead and laugh and all this stuff. I'm trying to think of what she did beyond being a valet for Booker T during the King Booker stuff. Was she in ring at all? No. No. Okay. Let me me give you her... um, her quickly give you kind of her qualifications. Um, yeah, she, let's go over her CV really quick. Yes, uh, let's see. Um, Hold on. I can say I can tell you one word. It's over. Thank you. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, she does have some things. They're not not all of them wrestling related, but she does have some things. She is a former Miss Black America. Okay. Ironic. Uh, ironic. woman. I'm not saying that at all. Gorgeous woman. Oh, God, yeah. Gorgeous woman. Intelligent woman. Yes. Ironically enough, and I'm reading off of Wikipedia, uh, her winning the um, uh, her winning the, the pageant that year was mired because that was the same infamous pageant that Mike Tyson was at, and we'll leave it at that. Oh, yikes. Okay. Yeah, we'll yikes. leave it at that. Moving on. Um, her, her intro into wrestling... Nitro Girl. Okay. Mm, I do remember that. Yeah, she was a Nitro Girl. Then she was the valet to, uh, um, yeah, her, her Nitro Girl name was Storm. Um, she was the valet to the artist when he became the artist as opposed to Prince Iakea. Um, she was known as Paisley. Because, you know, Prince I.K. was doing the whole Prince thing. Um, let's see. That's about it. Um, and then she was a valet with um, several people in uh, several uh, people in OVW and then became the valet for her real life husband. King Booker. Um, that's about it. She's a, she's a nitro girl and Booker T's valet, Booker T's wife. That's it. I mean, I guess. Oh, go ahead, Isaac. I, I, yeah. You finish up. You finish up. I'll go. I'll wait. Very quickly. I mean, I guess there's precedent here because other valets have gotten in. You know, Sonny got in. Um. Jesus, I'm trying to think. Oh, gee, who else? I, I, I know I should know more than, than Sonny, but um, 
again, I, I guess I just didn't know enough about her to really have an opinion. So, Isaac, go ahead. Hell no, she doesn't deserve to get in. Thank you. Hell to, and, and as Wendy has said it, hell to the nah, nah, nah. Does she deserve to get in WWE Hall of Fame? When you look at the other females that are in the WWE Hall of Fame, and there are some women in there that can go, and some fantastic women. Forget the fact of whether or not they can go or not. There's also other valets that are in the WWE Hall of Fame that did more. Sherry Martell. I mean, and you just mentioned, you mentioned one of them, Sonny. I mean, Sonny had zero in-ring work. Zero. But her contributions clearly outweighed those of, of Queen Charmel. She does. I mean, I'm sorry. She doesn't deserve to be in on any way, shape, or form. If you want to sit here and argue with me on this, please send me a message. <laughs> I would love, 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 love to argue I, with someone about this. I but, send send that to both Isaac and I because I completely agree with you on this. No. But let's move on to the other parts of the WWE Hall of Fame. We all know that the headliner of this year's Hall of Fame is the one and only Undertaker. Um, being inducted by Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself, that's going to be awesome to hear. Also, uh, being inducted by Mick Foley as, as broken worldwide by our boy, the good doctor himself, Chris Mueller of Bleacher Report, Vader, going in the Hall of Fame. I've talked about it on this show. My thoughts on Big Van Vader, Vader, the man they call Vader, whatever you want to call it. You know, what's his face? His dad from Boy Meets World. I don't care what you call him. One of the greatest big men. One of the... The greatest super heavyweight of all time. Because there's a difference between a super heavyweight and a big man. Big man, 6'10", 6'11", 7 foot, beyond. Super heavyweight, 400 pounds. I would, you know, as far as super heavyweights, my opinion, it's Vader, Mark Henry, and then the rest of the field. I, uh, no. Who else? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who else? Yokozuna. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yokozuna. And you can't sit here and tell oh. me. No, you, you can't sit here and tell me and argue with me that Yokozuna was in a bad mother. I'm I'm, 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 I'm tapping. 400 pounds that can move that well? No, I, I dude, stop. I, I'm, no, I don't have anything. I'm stopping you because I, I'm conceding. I'm tapping out because I completely, I completely whiffed on Yokozuna. Okay. I mean, those three are like the like the pinnacle super heavyweights. I'd still take Vader over Yoko. Yeah, I'll still take Tugboat over. The man, the man that can jump off of the third <laughs> rope. Isaac, Isaac, stop, Isaac, Isaac. I need to pause. I need you to pause for a second. Did you hear what that what 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 this this mofo in the tie just said? No, I missed that. Go ahead, go ahead, repeat. I'll still take Tugboat. Ladies and gentlemen, here, ladies and gentlemen, they were here wrestling with egos. Isaac, get him. <laughs> get, get your boy. Get your boy. 
just get you. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, I I hate to say this was supposed to be about the Hall of Fame and wrestling with egos and the preview for what's going to happen next week. But somehow someone is on someone is on some drugs tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to put them out there. I'm just saying because it's definitely not me because I'm bring I'm trying to bring it and Patrick knows I'm bringing it tonight. I am. That's just what it is. Patrick is bringing his. Somebody, y'all can, y'all can eventually figure this out. Somebody is on something. And as somebody just wanted to bring the levity. (laughs) And the quote that I want to say is the the very very famous quote from Coming to America. If you want to keep working here, stay off the drugs. That's that's what I got to say, ladies and gentlemen. Great, great line, great movie. Um, anyway, three-time world WCW World Heavyweight Champion, one-time U.S. Champ, Battle Bowl winner. No, he. Yes, he was. Oh damn, Battle Bowl! Wikipedia lying. He didn't win Battle Bowl. Yes, he did. When? The same supercar that we watched what was '93. That's uh, one, I believe. No. Battle Bowl 1 was Sting. Battle Bowl 2 was Muda. Vader did not win no damn Battle Bowl. We will. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to do our wrestling. And we're going to have to do some history le- lesson on that. Um, if that is true or if it is not, it's not true. But in my mind, I'm. Okay, apparently. Uh, I'm up wrong. But we are going to do our history and we'll get back to you. 93. 93. The year after Muda. Okay. On me. On me. But but again, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about Van Vader and who he was and, and what he brought to the table, it is unquestioned that he is in the top, either in your top three when it comes to super heavyweights and what they did. In this industry, Patrick has something to say, ladies and gentlemen, please. A finish, and then I'm going to derail us for about 30 seconds. Just finish. Again, Big Van Vader should be in the Hall of Fame. Should have been in a long time ago, as far as I'm concerned. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick has something that he would definitely like to get across to you and myself. Please, Patrick, the floor is yours. Uh and I'm, I'm just going to derail this show for a second. We're going to need to do a deep dive on uh, this Battle Bowl pay-per-view from November 20th, 1993, because so help me, Jesus, if you thought the last time we talked about Battle Bowl with bad, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm lo- literally looking at the pairings of this on Wikipedia. Holy mother of God. <laughs> Start naming some names off so I can just lose my mind. Uh, let's see. Um, um, oh, well, that one's actually pretty cool. Um, Brian Nobbs and Johnny B. Bad versus Paul Roma and Brian's favorite wrestler of all time, Eric Watts. Still with this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just gotten our suggestion for next week on what we will be discussing. Oh, my God. Wow. 
the words are, oh, hell no. Eric Watts for the Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Let's... Oh, 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 oh. I got another one. Road Warrior Hawk and Rip Rogers versus Davy Boy Smith and Cole of, and I don't know if you remember who Cole was, but that was the original names of the two members of Harlem Heat, Kane and Cole. Cole being Booker T. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our next deep dive. Thank you very much for your suggestion. Oh, yeah. No, oh, no. We, we go in there. Oh, dude. Um, oh, we're going there. I, I'm looking at some of the times of this match, just like, oh, sweet Lord. Um, there's, yeah, this is going to get uh, uh, ugly. <laughs> going to get ugly, ugly. Yeah, it's going to get that ugly. So anyway, I, I want to go ahead and kind of, kind of put the put the foot on the gas on this because I'm looking at my clock on how much I've been recording and we're an hour into this and we haven't even touched WrestleMania, which is fine because we can get through WrestleMania pretty quickly. Why? Because we're that enthused about it. Um, yes, we, got, we got two nights of shows and about fifteen minutes worth of buildup across the entire pay per view. Which is what's really disappointing because we're we're filling two nights of content, and there is, you know what storyline? I'm gonna ask you guys the same question, but I'm gonna answer it myself first. What storyline have you found the most riveting in this build to WrestleMania, Patrick? Oh, for me, it's clearly the storyline between Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. That's been the most entertaining. Thing they've done you know pat mcafee's promo last week on smackdown you know his apology to austin theory was great because you know pat mcafee is as far as talkers are concerned pat mcafee is who i aspire to be on a daily basis um but yeah it sucked B, you look like you are about to gnaw your hand off. Go. I will stipulate that I have not done any research on this take that I'm about to give you because I'm sure that if I go back in the annals, I could find other examples of piss poor builds I, I, to quick, certain I, matches in WrestleMania. Hey, real, but, quick, real quick, I take that back. The one I, I, I saw, one that I found a little bit more riveting than. Uh, Theory and McAfee. Edge and AJ. That's actually been good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. WrestleMania should not be the night where you give us rehash or this could happen or this could not happen or you know Stuff that you could see on a random episode of SmackDown in June. And that's what I feel like so much of this card is. I mean, yeah, you're keeping night two a little bit light on the, the announcements because that maybe is where your surprises that are being rumored are going to happen. You know, night one is a little bit more match heavy. But when here 
Here's my biggest problem with the, with this mania. Johnny Knoxville has an announced match at WrestleMania, and Finn Balor doesn't. That could be rectified tonight. I don't know. But it's just this, and I know it's not a problem unique to, to, to now, because celebrities have shown up at Mania for years and years and years, since the first one. Right. But I, it's a take. It's, it's not a unique take anymore, because other people have said it. They're about moments, not matches. You know, right. it's the most stupendous. And I don't want stupendous. I want well thought out stories. I certainly, I sure as hell don't want both women's championship matches on the same night. You could certainly put Becky and Bianca on night two yep. in the semi main. You could certainly put Charlotte and Ronda on night one as the main event. But you know, but instead we've got, you know, Logan Paul has an announced match at WrestleMania, and I, I just, there's just so very few matches. I mean, I'm going to watch because it's WrestleMania, but that shouldn't be the selling point. Agreed. You know, it should be, here's why I'm going to watch WrestleMania, because there's these six or seven banger matches. You know, there's been years where there's been all kinds of matches that we are excited to see. And this year, a lot of it is just, you know, and and that's that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing right now. And I, I, I get that there's still so much up in the air, the will or won't you with Cody. And, you know, where does Seth figure into this? And where does Damian Priest figure into this? And who's going to, you know, what are they doing a battle royal? Or is that going to be on the pre-show? And blah, 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 blah. But this, 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 uh, the strategy of I'm going to wad a whole bunch of stuff up and throw it at the wall and see what sticks is not how you should be doing WrestleMania. It's fine if you want to do Battleground like that. It's fine if you want to do Day One like that, but not WrestleMania. Too much riding on it. So let me. You asked several questions in that. I'd like to give you my thoughts in terms of the answers. What are they going to do with the Cody Rhodes thing? What are they going to do with with Seth Rollins? That. Uh, I there's no way, in my opinion, that this storyline, this story arc that Seth Rollins is on, does not lead to Cody Rhodes. What pisses me off about it is the fact that they haven't announced that they're going to apparently surprise that. And from what I keep reading, they're going to surprise it at Mania, which is stupid as shit. Because that's that's that should have been something that they lead with. Hey, Cody Rhodes is we're. We signed one of the former EVPs of our competition and we're putting him in the ring with one of the best in-ring performers that we have. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a lead. That is a headline. That is an attention getter. And they're wet in the bed with that one. Or as we would call that in the journalism world, burying the lead. Uh, and they're very much doing that. Uh, what are they going to do with Damian Priest? Finn Balor for the 97th time, 97th consecutive consecutive week. Uh, ever since Balor won the title from Priest, we have seen those two in the ring with each other every Monday night. Duh. Um, and, and that's the sad thing. We know that's what we're getting and they don't even have to announce it. You know, it's not like, it's not like, WrestleMania New Orleans number two. I don't know the 34. 34. Thank you. Re WrestleMania 34. John Cena's calling out The Undertaker. 
John Cena doesn't have, does not have a path to WrestleMania, so he's going to call out the Undertaker. Undertaker doesn't answer. Undertaker doesn't answer in Cleveland to not, you know, the week before the go home to Monday Night Raw. I was there. Trust me, I was hoping to God that the lights would have gone out. Um, and but but you know what? We all knew it was going to happen. Isaac, you and I are sitting in that man's house, and we know. It's going to happen. And we're looking forward to it. I mean, that's that's not one of those things where you have to go, well, I wonder if we're going to get Cena and, Cena and Taker. Well, freaking duh, we're going to get it. Duh. Freaking duh, we're going to get Rollins and Cody. But Cody's not on the roster. This would be like, hey, we're going to have Mike Tyson as a special guest, a special guest referee. But we're not going to tell you. You know, hey, you know, The Rock is the, the Rock is going to be in Brock's corner against Roman, but we're not going to tell you. Really? I mean, you know, it's one thing to surprise us with something that we're not expecting. It's another thing to surprise us with something that we are expecting. I mean... AEW just showed us the blueprint for that. We were all expecting CM Punk. And they didn't say, hey, CM Punk's coming. But they gave us pretty much every freaking hint in the world. And WWE is trying to do that with Cody. The problem is, they're kind of half-assing it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, I mean, you have to make it blatantly obvious. Like, you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, bash someone upside the head and do, oh, by the way, by the way, guess what? I can't, I can't, I, I know something you don't know, but I can't tell you, but, you know, this whole thing about the best in the world and we're going to be in Chicago for the last dance and, you know, um, people saying things about it being clobbering time and <coughs> Mega wearing a, C, a, a cookie monster shirt. Um, those are all interconnected. You know, WWE is not doing that with Cody. And that kind of pisses me off because that's kind of insulting our intelligence. Like, okay, we know this is happening. Come on, throw it out there. Because nobody in their, nobody in their right mind knew that the Hardys were coming out in Orlando. I mean, that is the mother of all pops. I mean... We, you know, when when the times that RJ has been on this show and he will remind us that he was there at that one and we've asked him, he was like, I couldn't feel myself breathe in the entire arena. I felt like it was shaking. And he's on the floor, by the way. He's on the ground. He's not in the stands. He's on the ground. And he felt the entire thing shaking. Um, yeah, that's a pop. We're not going to get that with Cody. I don't care what music he comes out to. I don't even care if he comes out to uh, to Kingdom by Downstate. It doesn't matter because it's kind of been just like it's kind of been wet noodled the whole way. Um, and we're gonna get Finn and uh, Priest again. So I got a question for both of you guys. We yeah, you Brian, you you mentioned it brilliantly that we do have both women's championship matches on night one, which is stupid. Of those two, 
Which would, if you had it your way, which which one of those two is the main event for night one? Selfishly, I'm going to say Becky Bianca. Given the fact that they're homegrown stars and they're, you know, I say that time players. I say that for multiple reasons, and screw the whole part-time, full-time thing. Forget it. I mean, honestly and truly, with WWE spectacle nature, to me, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, it's a better story. Uh, it is a better story with a better payoff. I don't care who wins between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Here's why. Charlotte Flair is a mega heel. As amazing in the ring as she is, she is a mega heel, and she's brilliant at it. And I love her for it. Ronda Rousey's just a bitch. Wrestling fans don't like her because she's insulted us. Verbally insulted us. We don't... Wrestling fans don't give a damn about her. And I'm sorry, but yes, I did say she's a bitch. Wrestling fans think she's a bitch, and we don't care. We would... I, I would not be surprised if, to begin the match, Charlotte gets cheered. She will flip that real effing quick because that's who she is. She's brilliant at it. But the fans are going to try to rally behind Charlotte Flair because F Ronda Rousey. So in my opinion, the main event should be Becky Bianca because we care. Isaac? Uh, let me let me start off by saying what you two have brilliantly said earlier, but just in a different way. They have dropped the football. They have bo- they have botched it. They preach what just happened. And and I'm not just talking about the only thing they've done right is Edge versus AJ and the hyped up for that. Now you could have done you could have done so much other stuff. And you could have done so many other things right. You have dropped the ball. You have a major person in Cody Rhodes, who we all know is coming. Let's not be stupid. He's coming. He's going to be going against Seth Rollins. You know, you have all these other matches, which no one is invested in because you're not putting forth the effort. You have dropped the ball on everything else and just focused on the fact of his Brock and it's Roman. And that's the only thing that you've been focused on. And that's the only thing you've been focused on. The undercard, no one cares about. No one has any vested interest in. Even the pure, true-hearted, 100% fans that are going to be there at WrestleMania and the Monday night after WrestleMania have nothing to grasp onto. This is supposed to be the time where I am so hyped and I am so ready. And I would be at Brian's house. I'm not going to say and lie. And be like, this is it. We are ready. Let's get it. Let's go. I can't stand it. I'm going to sit here for you know four or five, six hours. And I'm going to be invested in every single solitary match. I don't care. And that's coming from someone that's a, who was a former WWE guy. Who's sitting here saying, I don't have a vested interest in this stuff. And the problem of it is, you were supposed to get me invested. And you dropped the ball. Not just once, not just 15 times, you dropped over 100 times. 
And I want to be invested in this. I want to be like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this match. And that should be what you think about with every single match. And especially when it comes to the word WrestleMania. But you aren't doing that. And that's where I have a huge, gigantic problem. I'm supposed to be like, I can't wait. And I'm sitting here like, they really haven't done nothing yet. Show me something. And get get me invested. Yeah. And we you gotta know, search, we gotta search far and wide to find somebody who's legitimately excited for this card. I mean, there's yeah. things, there's parts of the card that might be interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. But- there are a few things I'm very excited for. I'm excited for Becky Bianca because I think that's going to be an absolute amazing match. I'm excited for Edge and AJ because that's a match I think we've all wanted to see, and I'm an I'm an unapologetic Edge mark. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to see RK Bro and Alpha Academy because Chad Gable is firing on all effing cylinders right now. Yeah, and yeah, I'll give you that. My God, I shush. <laughs> Sure. Um, but Alpha Academy is doing some really great work right now, and RK Bro has been one of the better surprises of the last year. Um, I am very much looking forward to seeing the KO show. I'm looking forward to seeing for multiple reasons. Looking forward to seeing one, what kind of shape Steve Austin is in. Two exactly how Kevin Owens sells the stunner. I have to be honest, KO is, I I personally am going to be scrutinizing and judging this like it is Olympic diving. (laughs) This one's going to have to go up there with the Scott Hall cell from WrestleMania 18 and every damn rock cell there's ever been. KO has to stick the landing on this because this has been, this is, this is a stunner that we've been waiting on for a while. Ever since he started using the stunner as a finisher, just been waiting for the time that we get this. Um, can I jump in and say one more stunner? He has to basically, he has to sell this like Rusev sold it when he got stunned. I don't, I don't remember that one. Oh, it was, oh, it was pretty epic. Oh, it was. Oh, yes, it was. Um, almost as, almost as epic as Rock. That's how well he sold that. I'm gonna have to go back and find that then, cause. You know, if we're putting Rusev up there with Scott Hall and The Rock in terms of oh yeah, in terms of selling the stunner, oh damn, because that is some high high. Praise, right there, ladies and gentlemen. I don't give it out. I don't give it out easily, but he sold that. Like sold, sold that. Okay, okay. I'll have to actually go back and look at look for that as soon as we're done here tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm not looking forward to Brock and Roman. Um, I've seen this. Now it's just title for title and it doesn't matter because when Brock loses the title to Roman, they're going to recreate a title and give it back to somebody on Raw. And, you know, we're not going to get the one belt to rule them all thing that we all think we're going to get. 
not going to happen. Um, they're going to just do something stupid to, you know, to circumvent that. Or as I once heard a million times in one of the two Deadpool movies, that's just lazy writing. Um, so I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, the only way I'm looking forward to that is if there's any possibility, which I've heard, there is a sliver of a chance that Roman wins and he gets a visit from his cousin. Brian will completely die if that were to happen. Um, but I'm also not holding out hope because WWE hasn't done anything right so far this year. Um, they're, you know, on, we have so much as wrestling fans to look forward to and be hopeful for. And nothing's panning out. Not even, not WWE, not AEW. I mean, we were hoping and praying, oh my God, you know, Hangman's going to beat Kenny. This is going to be great. And that was, but after Hangman won the title, I mean, yeah, we got a great match between him and Adam Cole. We got a great match between him and him and Archer. But, but, eh. Eh. Hangman's not Hangman's not even the B story on Dynamite. Eh. So you know, I'm not looking forward to the Usos and versus Nakamura and Boogs. Um, the Usos are just freaking money, and. I find Nakamura and Boogs to be entertaining. I find Nakamura to be an absolute badass. But this ain't doing them any favors. I personally say get rid of the guitar player and turn Shinsuke into a killer again. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Um, there's, there's so many things, especially with WrestleMania this year, that you could file under, oh, what could be, what could have been. And I think right now, WWE is realizing that they got rid of, one, got rid of too many people, and two, got rid of too many of the wrong people. Yeah. If there was a match from either night that you would look at and say, wow, th this match exceeded my expectations. What would it be? I got it. I, I got this one right now, and it's Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. I got a feeling that match is going to turn some heads. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it would not surprise me. I'm hoping I'm wrong because I don't like the guy, but it would not surprise me one bit if that Mysterios versus Mid Miz and what's his fate? Logan Paul. Logan Paul. It, surprise me if Logan Paul does not you know acquit himself can I just jump in real real quick whether it be a celebrity Bad Bunny set the bar way too high oh. for, every, for everyone else coming after him I'm not saying that you know he's going to come out and be Bad Bunny but I'm saying more along the lines of it wouldn't surprise me if Logan Paul came out and looked more like mm, Stephen Amell or Lawrence Taylor. What'd you say, B? Lawrence Taylor. 
Yeah. Uh, Steve, I, I personally thought Stephen Amell was higher up there. I yeah. Surprise me. Yeah. You know, Logan Paul, even though his brother gets more of the more of the press when it comes to boxing, Logan Paul has Logan Paul hung with Mayweather. I mean, granted, we're talking an old, talking an old ass Mayweather, but Logan Paul still hung with Mayweather. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I hope I'm wrong because I personally think he's a. I, I, never mind, expletive deleted. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. But I'm I fully expect Austin Theory and Pat McAfee to be the surprise of the night, a uh, surprise of the entire weekend. Not only because I think this is going to be kind of that launching point for Austin Theory, but Pat McAfee ain't going to look like, look like no punk bitch. <laughs> he won't. I was thinking along the same lines as you. I mean, that that's the one that could, that that's in the sneaky good category for me right now. Yeah. I completely agree, and I... Yeah, so... Before we get out of here, let's go ahead and kind of run through just a few predictions on some things, not everything. Um, both women's title matches. Who you got? I'm going to say Bianca beats Becky. Agreed. I agree with that. And I'm also going to say Charlotte retains. I, I know like everything is pointing to Ronda beating her. But there's just no spark with Ronda Rousey anymore. I think for the reasons that you said that that you know the re- wrestling fans in general just turned off by her attitude towards us. You know, so I, it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me at all if Charlotte retained. I even though there's no spark, they're still gonna force that one down our throats. They're they're going to test that one, and I don't mean they're gonna like test the waters. I mean. Like Andrew Martin, they're gonna force they're gonna force Ronda Rousey down our throats just like they did Test. Ronda's taking that belt. I agree. The next day they're gonna be on the Today Show, and they're gonna be sitting here, and you you're gonna have Ronda Rousey with that title around her around her uh, on her shoulder, mm-hmm. and they're gonna say Ronda Rousey, the former MMA champion, has that belt. Blah 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 blah. Headlines, press. That's what Ronda Rousey is. Moving on. Um, Over under four. Number of stunners that KO takes. I'll take this one. But not by much. I think he takes three. B's going under, Isaac. He's going over. He's going to be five, six, please. This is the I, first time you. This is the first time you've seen Steve Austin in 19 years of WrestleMania, and he's only going to give you three, four starters. Get the hell out of my face. Better. I have a better question. Yes or no? Does KO accidentally take a kick to the nuts? Yes, he does. Because Austin's going to be off. Austin's going to be off. He's not. Hey. Sometimes you you know when you're you're in the groove. Austin hasn't been in the groove in a while. I love Austin. You guys know I love Austin, but he's gonna be a little off. Oh yeah, and I think is gonna be feeling it with a, with an ice pack for the next week and a half. That's Kale's, all I'm saying. 
Taylor's taking a shot to the pills. I'm just, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm throwing that one. Oh yeah. Throwing that one down. Um, let's see. Um, well, I, honestly and truly, there's not really much of it. You know, there's other matches on the card that we hadn't even talked about because we don't give a damn. Drew McIntyre and Corbin. Um, Whatever. Huh? Whatever. I know. Uh, look, I got one thing to say about that. And I just now, I, I, this kind of, I, I was thinking about it and kind of reading into it over the last week and a half. You know, everybody always talks about how nobody's ever kicked out of Kenny Omega's One Winged Angel, except for Kenny Omega. Nobody's ever kicked out of End of Days. I think Drew does. I think Drew is going to be the one to kick out of End of Days. And honestly, truly, I wouldn't be surprised surprised if Drew ends up with with a belt around his waist by SummerSlam again. Oh, uh, God, I hope so. Should. I love Drew. Anyway, moving. I, uh, yeah. Um, Brock and Roman. I, before that, Edge, AJ. Edge. AJ. By a hair. I was going to say. When they when they first announced it, I thought, yeah, AJ will go over. But with Edge and the new heel turn and the new entrance and everything, I don't think they're going to pour water on that. I I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get a very nefarious Edge win, like very underhanded, low down, dirty shit. Um, He'll come out and brag about it for a couple of weeks. Ding, and then we and then you know and you know what that means. Edge, AJ, part D. <laughs> yes, please. Let's go ahead and just wrap it up. Brock and Brock and Roman. Better question. Do you care? No. I mean, I, I I'm ready. I'm re- I'm personally ready for the end game with Roman. I get God mode and I get we the ones and, and all that stuff. I mean, but I'm ready to see who they've got in mind to take him out. And that's the problem. They don't have anybody. They're having to do Brock because they, they can't build anybody to, you know, to even be the, uh, the positive to Roman's negative. You know, the, the Neo to agent Smith, they can't do anything. They, it's not the fact that they can't. They won't do anything. They're just gonna do the take the easy way out and say, "Oh, well, we'll just throw in Brock, and maybe after Brock loses, we'll get we'll get Dwayne to come in and job to Roman." I mean, at this point, the the way they're building Roman, at this point, the only way you can feasibly take the title off of Roman Reigns is to go back 20 years and get Steve Austin or go back 30 years and get Hogan or somehow find a way to get Kenny Omega. <laughs> let, let me let me say this. This is the time where you need to take the belt off of Roman. You do. And I know everyone's going to argue with me. Come at me. I'm waiting. But this is – you're not going to drop the belt – they were saying they were going to drop the belt at day one, and then he got COVID. Um, this is the only time that you can drop the belt. 
because this is Roman Reigns. He's hot, white hot fire, all that stuff. This is the time you drop the belt to him. But they don't have anyone that they have built up to even get close to him. And if you do build them up, you fire them. That's what you do. And that's hot garbage. Because you need to have him in a feud with somebody. But they don't have anybody. Because all the people that they could have had him... Oh, no, they've they've got two people that that Roman has been in the ring with in the last... Since we... Since we have gotten crowds back, Roman Reigns has been in the ring with two people that they clearly had something to build with and continue to pile on and get that particular that particular man elevated to the point that he needed to be at to take the title off of Roman. Those two men in reverse order, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. They, we could be dealing with the after effects of day one right now with, you know, the fact that, uh, the fact that it, that the match with Seth ended in a DQ, Seth was in Roman's head, rent free, yada, 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 we could still be, be building off of that. My God in heaven, I could have written so much damn good TV for that angle. It's ridiculous. And Bauer? Oh my God, you literally take the end of Extreme Rules as much as we didn't like it and you can build off of that. Why? You take the demon and you believe it or not, you go even darker and you find a way for, and trust me, Finn Balor is creative enough to pull it off and yes, you go you go deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole and now you create a legitimate threat for Roman you you injure the usos you put roman on an island all to himself with this dark psychotic demon that is now looking for roman's head oh my god but guess what we didn't do either one of those. And here we have Brock. All, man, and look, you could take, if, if you build somebody the right way, you can take anybody that actually can work in the ring and cut a decent promo. I could honestly give you a six-month idea just off the top of my head between the end of WrestleMania to... Eh, SummerSlam, and you know who I could, and and I, and you know who, and it literally just popped in my head. You know who I could have challenging Roman for the title at SummerSlam and going over and be built up high enough? Ricochet. I could do King Woods too. Literally, okay. I'm literally just firing these off my head, but they're not thinking things through. It's literally just paint by numbers, a formulaic load of crap and i gotta be honest and i this is something i would i would have rather said off camera but it just seems to fit 
there's a reason that I haven't been on the show every week. And it's not just the fact that I've got stuff going on in this house that needs my attention. I'm bored. I'm not interested in what's going on, which means I'm also not interested in talking with you guys about what's going on because I don't give a damn. Nothing is engaging to me right now. I mean, okay, dude, we are talking, we're an hour and 40 minutes into this and we've spent more time bashing WrestleMania than we are being excited about it. This is Wrestle-freaking-mania, for God's sakes. This is the problem. Right there. Exactly. I'm over here. I've, I've been going rant mode on for the last 10 minutes about how about shitty-ass booking for the main, the main event of this entire damn thing. And how, you know, hey, this is what not to do. And this is what, these are just examples of what you could have done. And I've done, I've never written a damn bit of TV in my entire life. I've got plenty of bylines and newspapers, but guess what? Don't have a damn clue about writing TV. I've written a couple of radio commercials. Does that count? Um, but nothing matters. I have thought more on more than one occasion about just handing the show to you guys and just saying, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, you know, one of those Shawn Michaels, I got to find my smile kind of deals because AEW doesn't interest me. WWE doesn't interest me. I can pick things here and there like, ooh, Ooh, I'll watch that. I watched the match with uh, the Hardys on Dynamite because Jeff did Jeff did Jeff things. Um, I watched, you know, a couple of promos here and there. Um, the MJF Wardlow thing is all right. Um, I watched a few. I and I've watched a few things from SmackDown. I'm literally watching my wrestling content through clips on YouTube because that's how unentertained I am. I'm I'm not quitting the show and I'm not leaving the show because I enjoy doing this because I get to do this with my with two of my best friends. And to me this is more more of the com- camaraderie than it is the content. Uh, part of the reason that you know Brian mentioned the fact that I'm that I'm salty, I'm salty because we're not doing the show. We're not doing a show next week because what's the point of doing a show while everything else is going on? Because we can do a preview show, and it'll be it'll it'll be coming out on Monday morning. What's the point? Um, you know, we're talking about WrestleMania. And we're not excited. We're talking about WrestleMania as if it's the pile of Brussels sprouts on our plate that we don't want to eat, but we know we have to eat because that's the only way we get dessert. Good point. But here's my question. What's dessert? In this particular... Apparently, it, apparently it's the Briscoes versus FDR. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's not dessert. You know what that is? That is mom cooking the Brussels Brussels sprouts and saying, you know, and saying, eat the 
crowds or you don't get dinner. And then when mom's not looking, dad, dad says, hey, I got to run to the store and get X, Y, and Z. Hey, kid, you want to come with me? And while the kid kid goes with dad to get, you know, you know, a new caulk gun because dad's going to redo the bathroom over the weekend, we swing by Dairy Queen. Fair. That's what FTR, FTR the Briscoes is. That's what Suzuki and Killer Cross is. Dad's dad going, hey, come on. No. Well, folks, we sincerely hope that WrestleMania does exceed our expectations because let's be honest, we've set a pretty low bar for ourselves. Um, once again, all the ways you can contact us are coming across the screen at Wrestling X Egos for the show. Leave us a good comment on YouTube, on Anchor, Spotify, Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, Intergalactic Radio, all of those ways that you consume our content. We say thank you for that. Five thank star. you. Yes, five star review. Thank you for making us a small part or a major part of your WrestleMania weekend. Until we meet again, I've been Brian, the intellectual savior of the wrestling masses. For the big Don Isaac, for the reverend of the rant, Patrick, this is WrestleMania. And this is still why we love professional wrestling, all things considered. We'll see you again real soon. Realize that while we're doing all of this, RJ, that SOB is in Disney right now. I hate you, RJ. He's the smartest one of all of us. Yeah, yeah. We're we're being pissed off about WrestleMania, and he's riding Space Mountain, and I don't mean Ric Flair. We don't need that visual. <laughs> don't need that visual. That's all I'm saying. No, no, we do not. But you know what, RJ, you you you, you still suck. <laughs> I guarantee I guarantee as much as we love as much as that boy loves Star Wars, he's coming back with at least two lightsabers and I'm gonna wanna punch him right in the mouth. <laughs> One of them better be purple, RJ. I'm just saying it I'm just saying that. Yeah, yeah, you better be a purple one, that's all I'm saying. You know why. We're gonna cut it there. You gotta stop recording. <laughs>